sometimes you're going to have these little hiccups. So, Right. So I scrolled down and I saw where it was like that you were live. And I was like, hey, that's where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, no change in the game. Uh, I was telling them that, you know, the reason why the board wanted to start this and the reason why I wanted to start this was because our alumni all over the country are simply amazing. We learned that when we met each other at the 40th anniversary mm -hmm. event, and I'm like, these stories have to continually be told about, you know, this amazing school and program that we all came through and then how it directly connects with our day-to-day -day success. Exactly. And so I'm glad you're here. Now start off by telling everybody what year did you did you finish community? 1987. 1987. What was going on that year? Like what was what was in trend? What was what was the the hot thing? Oh my goodness. So Michael Jackson, Prince, Madonna, um they were all um um new edition. They were all so popular during that time. The Thriller album came out, Purple Rain came out. Um, I guess during the four years we were, well, the girls anyway, we were wearing um, day glow, fluorescent socks and shirts and like whatever. At school? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, God, what else? Um, I guess by that time, video games were sort of becoming the rage. Um, you know, we had Atari at home. God, I'm telling my age. And, um, and you know, arcades were, pop were popping up. So, yeah, that was, that was kind of what it was. Do you remember what your favorite Atari game was? Oh, goodness, yes. I just can't think of the name of it. Um, oh, Keystone Capers, I think it was called. It was like this... This game where the the guy was trying to escape from the prison or whatever, but you played it with the paddles and not the joystick. Oh, your and, your Atari had paddles. Yeah, so you had like a you had a joystick and then you had like a a knob paddle type thing, and so you play with that for that game. And um, he's like up at the top dropping bombs on the police or whatever. So um, a friend of mine who um, I've literally known from the day he was born, um, not in a, um, a um, community grad or student, but we grew up together. So we used to play it all the time. Yeah. I think that was what it was called. I have no idea. It was fun, though. I, I love it. I love it. So tell me about your entrance into community. Oh, boy. So I was in the eighth grade at Georgewith High School when I got the letter um, telling me about the school and the application process. I wasn't all too sure about it because I was like, I don't want to go there. I don't know anybody that's going there. Um, and my cousin told me, oh, you will take this opportunity. So she um, is a retired Richmond public school teacher. She was in, a teacher for like 30 years. So she says, you know, when I was age, we didn't have these type of opportunities. So you're taking this opportunity. So I did. Um, so, gosh, I can't even remember. I know that there was an application process. I think there was an interview. Um, and then um, at some point, you know, you, you get selected and, we had, gosh, if I remember correctly, an orientation sometime this summer mm -hmm. started. Yeah. Um, we met our classmates and teachers and everything. So um, it was um, 
you know, back then, I guess it really didn't seem like it was all that big of a deal because you like you're doing it. So, you know, no big deal. But looking back on it, I'm like, wow, yeah, that was a pretty big deal when you considered that my class graduated with 62 students, I think it was. Oh, you had, um, you had bigger classes back then. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so when I came in, um, community was taking class, taking a new class every two years. So there was my freshman year, my freshman class, and then the junior class that that graduated um, the next year. So, um, so yeah, there were only two classes my freshman year. My sophomore year was when they started taking classes every year. So we started with maybe about. 68 or so people, mm-hmm. um, and it was about 62 or 64 when we graduated. Wow, wow. Is there anything you remember about your incoming class? Like, because I remember for us that we were sitting in the circle down in the, you know, but in the cafeteria and there's all of these, you know, smart, but different students around. Yeah. So um, I guess what was a little bit, and I don't know if it's necessarily the same now, but because they were only taking classes every two years, there were, so I was, I was a traditional freshman. Like I had been to eighth grade, but there were folks that had come from sixth grade or seventh grade because of how, you know, students were enrolled at that time. Um, I don't know. I just, I just, the, the one thing that always stood out for me was that of the people that I knew from, you know, elementary through middle school, I was the only girl of those people, of my peers that went to community that year. Um, none of my girlfriends came. How did that make you feel at the time? Really kind of weird. <laughs> I don't have a friend. Um, there were probably five or six boys that I'd been in school with, you know, definitely in middle school, some in elementary school. But none of the girls that I knew. So it was a little weird to go there and not have a best girlfriend. But um, I met some wonderful, wonderful um, women. I'll call them now. Uh, Shelly Carter, Letitia Clark, Janine Mayfield, um, Alicia. Oh, goodness. Why can't I think of her last name? Oh, okay. Forgive me, Alicia. No, RCS, RCS famous, just Alicia. Yeah, so, but yeah, but I met, you know, met some wonderful, wonderful girls who became my friends. Um, and um, and then just some wonderful people in general, because, of course, for people who don't know that maybe watching that aren't community grad, um, students or graduates, um, we came from all over the city. Mm-hmm. So, you know, got to meet and be in school with people. Rochelle Lee is another, um, with people that I never probably would have met otherwise. Cool. Um, what is your favorite memory from uh, RCHS? If you have um, to pull it down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. My favorite memory is on the camping trip. So, Freshman year, we um, we went for nine days. Oh. Right. And we went to three <laughs> locations. Um, so our first, my group, our first location was in a house, which was cool because we got to take a shower. Um, then we went to Browns Island, mm-hmm. and um, we were there for how many days? Our My group's final 
part of the trip was on a barrier island, which of course we had all learned <laughs> in our science class that the barrier island is an island that protects or the landmass that protects the mainland from the storms. Yes. So great. We're gonna go there. Wonderful. So we go out on the boat, we drop our stuff off at the um at the, the campsite get back on the boat because we're going to go and catch some fish to have for dinner or out there and a storm comes up. So we have to go back to the barrier island where our campsite is. So um, on that island, the tents were like two, two person tents. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can just remember being in a two person tent with about six or seven other girls um, because we were scared. We were a little scared. Um, hadn't had anything to eat. Finally, someone was brave enough to go out of the tent and get a gallon of milk and a bag of Oreo cookies. And that was our dinner. But, <laughs> so, I mean, the camping trip, I mean, there, there are a lot of great memories from the, tri- from the camping trip, but that one always sticks out to me because it's like, here we are on this thing, on this island that's like, are we really supposed to be here? Like, and then here comes a storm that this island is supposed to protect the mainland from, but we're on the island, so great. Um, but <laughs> So let's get blown away too in the middle of all of this. Right, right. So just, oh my goodness, who is in my group? Uh, Letitia and Shelly. I think Margaret Rado is in our group too. Um, so there we are. And like I said, this two person tent, it was like six or seven of us. Because we weren't going on the two-person tent by ourselves. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. oh, we got some comments down here. Kevin Hart says, community. Uh, Tamisha, that's kudos. Let's see who else is in the face right now. Okay, it's, I think it's just the two of us for now, so we'll just keep going. Yeah. Um, okay. Was there a second favorite trip of yours? So, I think the second favorite trip for me was New York because of the cultural experiences I knew that we were going to have. I'm a lifelong dancer, so we were going to see the New York City Ballet, and I was just over the the moon excited about that. Um, I saw my first Broadway play in New York. So first first Broadway play in New York, but also first Broadway play ever. Um, And... um, we saw the tap dance kid, um, which was amazing. We like just missed Alfonso Riviera, um, but it was it was amazing. But um, but yeah, definitely New York. Um, I guess my my most memorable experience or, or yeah experience there was we went to Tiffany, and I tried on like this half a million dollar diamond engagement ring. Right? Okay, okay. <laughs> so that was cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, but you know. <laughs> You got you got to you got to dream a little bit of the future to come. Right, right, just a little bit. Yeah, I think that was a great thing about community. Community used um, the mini master um, uh, events, if you will, or those mm-hmm. to expand our model beyond mm-hmm. what you know anything. I mean, I think I saw Lee Miz for the first time, like you know, on the New York mini master. So that'd be my second favorite too. Uh, yeah. What was your favorite academic memory? Oh, wait, before you said, Kevin Hart says, were you with Will and Shay on the camping trip? I don't think so. Okay. No. 
Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, my favorite academic memory. So I'm, I'm not exactly sure what that question means. So I'm going to answer it how I think it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I mean, was, were there any classes that really, really helped form the person that you okay. um, Were there any That's teachers funny. that were like rock okay. So, um, I don't know. I just, I just feel like the classes in general were just, it's just all good. Um, it's just all good. Um, Jane Westbrook was my class's history, social studies teacher for all but one year. And she, I, I am not a history kind of person. Um, not in a way that is done in school, because in school it's about dates and places, and doesn't really dig deep enough for me. So, um, so I don't, I didn't really enjoy history in school um, prior to getting to high school. Miss um, Westbrook brought history to life mm. um, because you know if we were talking about ancient Asian culture, then we were bringing in food and making things. So um, I actually, okay, with the help of my mom, because I don't show, hey, Erica, uh, made a kimono. You you made an actual full? Well, just the the robe, if you will, Um, with the help of my mom. Um, And then the other part, so they wear the obi, which is the wrap around that sort of has the pillow look on the back. So there was a, at the time a Japanese restaurant that was across from what was then the fairground, which is now the Richmond International Raceway. And I went there, and the owners were actually Japanese, and they taught me the the female owner taught me how to tie the obi. So I was able to bring that to my classmates so and show them. So I think it was Alicia actually Harrington. That may be her married name. Anyway, um, she was the one that I believe I tied it on. So that was just a really different experience that I never would. I don't think I would have had anywhere else. Um, as far as teachers are concerned, I mean, all of them are amazing. Um, Ms. Green, Ms. Westbrook, Ms. Lou. Ms. Dockery, um, but I think the one that probably had the most lasting impact was Ms. Green. Um, she was our freshman English teacher, and from day one, she expected perfection. Yeah, perfection. Okay. She just raised the level like that high. Like, walk in the door, and it needs to be right all the time. So um, we have our first class with her. Of course, she gives us homework. The next day we come in, and I believe it was just something as simple as answering some questions about something. Um, But there was a student who did not use complete sentences. So, uh, you know, know, where was Bob? Bob was blah, 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 instead of just saying at home. So he she had taken her her red pen and she made an F across the entire page. What? <laughs> but you know, she like I said, she expected, she knew what we were capable of, and she expected it. And yep. she didn't expect any less. 
that being said, I mean, she was she was an amazing English teacher. She you know she taught us how to write research papers, um, which of course helped us immensely when we got to college. Um, but she just she just taught you just some some life stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I her family maybe my sophomore year. Um, she had all the girls to her house and my family to um, just talk about girl stuff. Yeah. Um, wow, wow. We had a sleepover at her house. And so, I mean, that was completely outside of what she was required to do as a teacher. Um, but she had us over for a sleepover and, and you know, we, we did fun stuff and whatnot, but we also talked about things that were important to girls at that age. Um, so she was, she was just a wonderful, wonderful person. Um, she was hard. She was really hard. She, like I said, she demanded the very best, but at the end, we were the better for it. Um, unfortunately we lost her a few years ago, several years ago, actually now. Um, but interestingly enough, what her funeral did was bring a lot of us together that hadn't seen each other in a really long time. Wow. and she was influencing us and, you know, having an effect over our lives. Well, that's great. Yeah, Miss Green, Priscilla Green. Mm-hmm. Rest power, Priscilla Green. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I should say always, like, thank you to our past and present teachers right. because they, they do go above and beyond, like, everything that you see. So it's funny because um, I was, um, you know, you'll you'll see stuff, you know, post on social media and, you know, it's like not grammatically correct or something isn't spelled right. And I'm like, I like the concept of that, but I can't like it because Ms. Green will reach <laughs> from heaven and like, smack me. And I've talked to other, um, other classmates and other students that also had her. And they're like, yeah, if I post something and it's not correct, like I have to go back and edit it because it can't be incorrect because of her, because of her. Wow. Yeah. Eric, Eric Quander, I hope I'm pronouncing your last name properly. We're talking about mm-hmm. Priscilla Green mm-hmm. um, uh, around the time of class of 87. Eric mm-hmm. says she is a legend. Um, Eric Quander is repping the class of 88. Eric is repping the class of uh, 94. I think they may have had this storm was probably on Brown Brown's Island that night because I think it, it came across the barrier and um and went on over to Brown's Island, which was like the main location for that camping trip. It was, so. it was moving try, it was moving trying to blow y'all away. <laughs> it was like these babies are out in tent, so let's go get them. Oh my gosh! Eric says, "Of course, I steal my teaching style from her and Mrs. Lu Luraka. Do you remember Miss Luraka? Yeah. Mrs. Luraka. Um, oh, sorry, Ms. sorry. Miss Lu, when we got there, um, later, uh, Mr. Roka joined our teaching staff, and at some point, they became husband and wife. Wait, um, wait, 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 wait! There was there. There's RCH love connection. It was a love connection. So they're out in California now. I think um, at some point she left Richmond and went to Connecticut to teach for a while. And she's retired, but she's out in California. But yeah, I only had the good fortune to have Ms. Lou 
for um, one math class. It was geometry. Um, she was tough. She was tough. Like Miss Green. Yeah, that feels like there's a theme going on here of like RCHSF tough teachers. Yeah, absolutely. They, they, and you know, they were they were some of the teachers that were a part of the very beginnings of of RCHS. So they had a stake in it, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And making sure that that we lived up to what the school was supposed to be about. So good, so good. So you move through your four years at community and you get to the very end of your community experience and what's going on for you? Where are we planning to go to school and what's the buzz? Oh my goodness. So we're all in the process of, you know, taking SAT and applying to college. And I really had no idea where I wanted to go. Um, I did not want to go to school in Virginia because I didn't want, oh, Erica is right, Senorita Willis was very. Was she there in the 80s too? Uh-oh, we got a connection issue, fam. Let's see what happens. Not retired, she's still teaching. She's still teaching. Oh, oh, oh there you, you're back now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was saying um, Erica had said that um, that um, Senorita Willis was very tough in Spanish, and she was. I had her as well. You had um, her in the 80s. See, I didn't know she was still. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So second sophomore year, she did not allow any English in her class. Oh, yes. Yeah. So um, but anyway, so everybody's applying to school. I don't know where I want to go. I knew I did not want to go to school in Virginia because I didn't want, I wanted to go to school with new people. I didn't want to go to school with the people that I'd known for the past, you know, 13 years of school. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I go to, um, go to the college fair, still having no idea where I want to go to college. Everybody else knew, <laughs> I didn't know. So we're walking around and uh, we walk past this table um, for North Carolina ENT. And the recruiter or rep, he goes, where are you going to college? And I was like, I don't know. He goes, what do you want to major in? So I said, accounting. He said, well, let me tell you why you need to go to North Carolina A&T. So he lays out why I need to go to A&T, about the business school, about the accounting program, um, you know, all of these just amazing accolades. And so I'm like, okay. So, <laughs> so I grab the application. I go home and I tell my mom, I'm going to North Carolina A&T. She's like, oh, okay, sure, whatever. So <laughs> um, I had never heard of A&T. I uh, really didn't know anything about it, but I decided that was where I was going. Mm. I the application, I sent it in. I began an application to James Madison because um, my good friends, Letitia and Janine, were going there, and Shelly, I believe. Um, so, okay, I'll go ahead. I got to the essay part, and I was like, I don't want to go to school. I don't want to do this application. <laughs> so I didn't do it. So I, I do not recommend this, but I applied to one school. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did the same. I did the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so now, so outside of Ms. Green's um, classroom, by this time we were in the Maggie Walker building. So outside okay. of her classroom, 
there's just whole up the wall, just everybody's names with where they've been accepted to school. And, oh, you know, wow. people having like three and four, you know, different places. And my mom asked me before I got accepted, she's like, well, what are you going to do if they don't let you in? And I'm like, well, I'm just going to go down there until they do. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so, you know, with that, it was all about, you know, getting ready for, for college and, you know, applying and being accepted. And it was, you know, about prom and, you know, just all of that. Just, you know, I guess the, the normal high school stuff, but in its own unique RCH or RCH. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so you did go there. I did go there. Okay, so this is where I'm going to cut to this awesome bio that you said. You said you're a native of Richmond, you attended Richmond Public Schools, and graduated from Richmond Community High in 1984. You graduated from North Carolina A&T, May 1991, with a BS in accounting, and then you were commissioned as an officer in the United States Navy. Mm-hmm. Served active duty until 1998, and then you, and then this is where I was like. I didn't even know this about her, which is the whole reason why I want to do these profiles is because I'm like, I'm like, we, 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 we actually stay in contact quite frequently through comments and likes on the mm-hmm. internet. But I know that you earned your Juris Doctorate from Marshall Witt School of Law at the College of William and Mary in, in May uh, 2001. Um, how, did, how did that happen? So when I was an undergrad, um, I, and, and maybe even before that, I kind of had this inkling that I wanted to go to law school. Um, so hold, hold on one second, one second. So Eric is saying he connected with Senorita recently. He remembered the wall that you would ascend to the second staircase. Uh-huh. Eric's saying, got a scoop, but he's going to tune in the next time. So bye, Eric. Thank you for tuning bye, in. Tell everybody. Okay, Neil, back to, sorry about that. Back to your so, so wanted, so thought I wanted to go to law school. So, um, while I was at A&T, I got contacted by, uh, by the Navy by, about a program that they had, that um, baccalaureate degree completion program. Um, it was a program that they used primarily to attract um, minority students, college students into Navy officer programs. Anybody could apply for it, but it was a tool that the Navy used for that purpose. So the way the program was set up um, was that you came on active, if accepted, you would come on active duty while you were in college and um, go to school and make 3.0 and graduate when you contracted with them when you said you would graduate. So that uh, put the the kibosh on on law school, um, you know, immediately after after undergrad, because as it turns out, I needed the money. And so that's life. (laughs) So it turned out to be a really good deal um, because I ended up leaving undergrad with no loans. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Hallelujah moment. That is amazing. Yeah, good. Good, good. Well then of course college was a lot less expensive back then. So um but um but yeah, so that kinda kinda put the kibosh on going to law school after undergrad. Still kinda have an inkling, so I'm in the Navy. The Navy had a program or has a program where for active duty officers can if selected would go to law school and then 
after graduating law school, would become members of the Judge Advocate General Corps, the JAG, Navy JAGs, Navy lawyers. Um, Wait, okay, I'm, 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 huh? I didn't do that. Okay, okay. I didn't do that because there was a window within which you could apply between two and six years of active duty. Because I had active duty time while I was in school, it kind of pushed me in a weird window for being able to apply when I was very junior or like just in the Navy applying with folks that were senior to me and had more experience. So I didn't get accepted to the program. So um, I thought, okay, well, we'll figure it out. And so I went on and did one more tour. And that's uh, after that, that's when I went to law school. Um, yeah. So. Wow. 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 Um, what has been your in engaging with that part of your life? So, um, I guess I do what would be considered a more non-traditional practice of law. Mm. Uh, so the year after I graduated law school, I clerked for, um, Judge then, now Justice Cleo Powell, who sits on the Virginia Supreme Court. At the time, she was um, circuit court judge in Chesterfield. So I clerked for her for a year. Um, and then about, um, that was, you know, so probably about six or seven months after that, I started working in the tax department, state tax department mm -hmm. in Virginia. Um, and the work that I do there is tax law on behalf of the common law. So cool, cool, cool. So nobody, nobody really likes the tax department. So usually I'm like, what do you do? And I'm like, I work for the Commonwealth of Virginia. And they're like, oh, really? What do you do? And I'm like, I work for the tax department. And they're like, oh. <laughs> All right. Listen, death and taxes. Lisa, Lisa's coming for you. Exactly. <laughs> That's job security. I don't want you with that. It is absolutely job security because, um, yeah, we were. I mean, this is just for me, and and part uh, the four viewers, part of me, because I'm gonna geek out for a second. But like, mm -hmm. is it the, it's the law piece of the tax code? Law. Right, right. So, um, obviously, there's state code that applies to state taxes, um, just like federal code applies to federal taxes. Um, so the unit that I work in within the department handles appeals and rulings, offers and compromise, and recruit and ruling requests for the department. And we draft responses to those filings from taxpayers on behalf of the tax commissioner. Okay. Um, so if a taxpayer, and, and I pr pr um, primarily work with the state sales tax, which most people Nobody, unless you work in it, realizes that the state that the sales tax touches everything, not just the shirt that you bought. Oh so, wow! Yeah, so I'm dealing with manufacturing companies and restaurants, um, communications companies because the sales tax touches them in the products that they buy to be able to do the work that they do. So if they get audited and they don't agree with that audit. Then they appealed to the department, and that's where yeah. my unit comes in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's very legal. Very legal. How how do you think the art that RCHS, RCHS, if at all, prepared you for the work that you're currently doing? So, I, I think probably in a couple ways. Um, for one, I think RCHS prepared me for life in that 
I'm not necessarily timid about taking a chance. Okay. New. So like like I said before at the beginning, you know, I went to community with without a girlfriend. Um, and so when I joined the Navy or I joined the Navy by myself, you know, um, mm. I went to, I went to, there was, um, there were students at AMP that were from community, um, Japanese Sharp was in my class and we were down there together. But, uh, but again, I mean, you know, I, I went away from home that like my mom was like, you're not going that far away from home. Like she just didn't believe it would happen. Mm. But I, you know, just by going to community and taking that leap of faith and, you know, doing something that was completely different than anybody else that I knew that was in high school, that wasn't that community with me, just led me to be able to do those things, to go to A&T through, you know, at that time, like four hours away and mm-hmm. then go to the Navy and end up, you know, who knows where I was going to end up. Um, but so, so, yeah, for that. But I also think that, you know, community, the curriculum, the the rigor of the curriculum requires that you do so much mm-hmm. and that you do it well. Yeah. And it just becomes a part of you that, you know, kind of like, you know, the mountain really isn't that high. I really can tackle the mountain. But I also know that I don't have to tackle the whole mountain at one time. I can take pieces of the mountain and, you know, work my way up. Um, but I think community prepares you for that to to be able to look at life challenges and know that you can do it and then and then be able to devise a plan to do that. Yeah. Wow. 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 All right. So this is the moment. Um, let me see what my show notes say. This is the moment. OK, let's see. So that we did that for the past 16 years that you've been working on. Your hobbies include dancing, acting and modeling. And you also volunteer for various organizations. You have a son, Christopher, a graduate of VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University. Uh, tell, tell me, tell us briefly about how your hobbies and your volunteering and your parenting. Uh, oh my! Your life. I know. Like I know. No. I, I just, so, <laughs> so, so I've, I've been dancing my entire life. Mm. My entire life. Um, can't not dance. Have to dance. Like my dance class right now is on hiatus for the rest of the month, and I'm like, <laughs> but, uh, so um, dancing just my whole life. Um, I, I really that's it. Um, modeling, I actually. Huh, so here's a story. Summer after sophomore year, community we had to do summer school, and it had to be in the arts. Of course, I danced. Yeah. So we go to Richmond Dance Center which was a studio that I'd started taking dance class at when I was in the third grade. We did ballet in the morning, jazz in the evening. Our dance instructor, Myra Wren at the time, Myra Dolling now, um, was organizing a dance, comp- dance competition. We entered. We danced to the glamorous life. We had on the day glow and the Madonna ankle socks and the lace, um, <laughs> and the lace gloves. We won. Um, we won. We won tickets to see Dancing, a Broadway play that came to Richmond. Okay. We also, after that, danced at a talent show in Richmond. Um, and then, oh goodness, I can't think of the guy, but the guy that like produced all the shows in Richmond then asked us, and I really don't know how this happened. Like, whose mom did he ask? I don't know. But we ended <laughs> up dancing at the Coliseum 
um, LL Cool J was performing, but prior to him coming on stage, there was a lip sync contest, and then it was us, and we got to dance, and it was fabulous. Elaine Samisha Pinky Williams wants to know, what kind of dance was it? That, that, oh, uh, it was a jazz number that we did to the Glamorous Life. Okay, so a jazz-style dance moves. Yeah, a jazz number that we did the, to, the, to the Glamorous Life that I can only remember very small parts of it, but it was So fabulous. you, so through Community Summer School, you got to open for LL Cool J. Yes. You can literally what, say, I opened for LL Cool J. No, I never looked at it like that. I'm totally saying that from now on. You better, like, I LL Cool J. <laughs> And so, so we got to meet him backstage, and you know he, uh, LL, LL, LL cool here. So he, you know, he's like our age, but he was cool. He was really cool. So even back then. So Misha's clarifying her question. Um, clarifying her question. What type of dance do you do now? Oh, so right now, um, primarily I take a class um, called Be Moved. Um, it is a genre that, or it's a style of dance program that was developed by Sherry Zunker out of Chicago. And um, what, say it again. So, I, so it's called Be Moved. Be Moved. Okay. okay. Be Moved. So um, developed by Sherry Zunker, who is a dancer choreographer out of Chicago. She put it together because she had gotten to a point in her life where she wasn't able to do poites and pirouettes and grand jetés, and she still wanted to dance. Yeah. So she put this program together. Her friends said, hey, you have to share this with the world. So circle back around Myra Dolling, who I took class from when I was in third grade, in third grade and then again at Community, is now teaching it here in Richmond. Tuesday nights at 530 if you're interested, hit me up and I will let you know. Um, I also myself, just this past September, got certified to teach. So I'm working on getting myself in a position so that I can teach and will probably be teaching a couple of classes for her this fall. So um, exciting. So, Congratulations. Yeah, yeah thank you. Thank that's you. Like full uh, always been it, but that's like full circle. It's completely full circle. Yeah, yeah. Um, Aya Johnson says Hosea Fox is the man who did all the shows. Absolutely, absolutely. That's correct. Wow, that is correct. Wow, mm -hmm. wow, wow. Um, I want to give uh, alumni uh, the opportunity every time they come on to just brag a little bit about other cool things that are going on in the world. What are you most proud of right now? Before I go, we can't do morning meeting announcements because clearly it's not morning and we're not. Right. We're right. going to do those after we wrap this with you. Thank you for everybody who's watching. Let's see who's on right now. Kiel Miller's on. Binky's on. Um, what are you proud of right now? What's making your heart sing? Because I see your social media posts. I see all this love and light and positivity. You were larger than life in your energy when I met you at the 40th anniversary um, uh, gala and gala, gala, gala. I don't you know, tomato, tomato. Exactly. And we knew that we had to connect. Um, right. We know that there's joy pouring out of you. What are you most proud of right now in your day to day? Okay. So to answer Tamisha's question, Myra did work at University of Richmond. She stood up the dance program there, but she oh. retired there about five years ago. There's definitely connect because that's where mm -hmm. uh, Binky went. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She, she was, she headed up the dance program at Richmond, at University of Richmond. Mm -hmm. Talk about those bridges. Yeah, go on. So the thing that I'm most proud of, hmm, I'd have to say my son. 
Okay, Christopher, right? Christopher, um, being a mom is easily the hardest and the best job I've ever had. Happy Mother's Day, by the way. Yeah. And I'm glad you did that because I'm trying to get emotionally trying to cry on Facebook. But, um, <laughs> but, um, but um, I would have to say my son. Um, he's 26 years old. He's a graduate, college graduate. He has a job. Mm. Um, his own place. Um, he's my life. Um, he's always, from the day he was born, been just an amazing person. Wow. Um, I told him a few years ago that if I did not know him, I mean, I'm sorry, if he was not my son, mm -hmm. I would want to know him. Um, I just wow. I see him interacting. So I have a brother. And my brother has a daughter that her, she and my son are the same age. But then my brother also has twin boys who just turned five. And then my niece has a daughter who's two. And I just see him interacting with them and, you know, any of our, of, of his younger cousins and, you know, just how he's always so patient with them. And, but then always, you know, imparting knowledge, you know, he, when my nephews were young, you know, he's always talking to them about science and math when they didn't even know their names, you know, <laughs> Okay. But, um, you know, he's just he's just a genuine, genuinely good person. And, you know, I I I know for sure that, you know, that that's just how God intended him. But um, but, you know, just, yeah, that I would say my son. <laughs> well, the apple did not fall far from the tree, ma'am, because you are. Ask yourself. Um, I just had a, in, I just had a, a, a stroke of insight as what my last question will be on the slide. Um, mm -hmm. And it just like downloaded out of the sky. So I'm going to ask it to you. What do you want to say to the students at RSHS right now? Right now? Yeah. Okay. So first I would tell them that decisions determine destiny. The decisions you make today, in the next five minutes, tomorrow, determines how your life goes forward. And so to consciously make good choices, to use the best information that you have, and if you need more information, get it, to make that decision. Um, and that, that's something that I told my son constantly, and I tell him now. Um, the other thing I think I would tell them is to celebrate themselves. Um, mm -hmm. I actually was having this conversation with um, a colleague just yesterday. Um, she's one um, been at the department about two years now, maybe a year and a half, um, younger than me. <laughs> um, and we were just talking, we'd actually been talking about a case that we were working on, but then um, just talking about different things. And I told her that it is important to celebrate yourself. You know, life will kick you in the teeth, mm. in the in the back, all at the same time. Yeah. All at the same time. And it is very easy to lose sight of yourself and to get mired in that disaster 
and stay there. Um, but I believe, and, and I say this um, from a place of experience, that if you remind yourself of the things that you've done, of the things that when you did them, you were so proud of yourself, that those things will help you to get up out of that trench you found yourself in. Yes. And, and even if you aren't in the trench, so don't wait till you're in the trench to celebrate yourself or to remember or to have that walk down memory lane. But if nothing more, it gives you a little bounce to your step that, you know, you didn't have the day before or the minute before. So, you know, you know, people don't want to be, some people probably don't care, but the average person doesn't want to be looked upon as being vain or arrogant or braggadocious. You know, they, so, so we hide our stuff, you yeah. know, we hide our stuff, you know, we hide our magna cum laude's, we hide our, you know, positions on boards or whatever it is that we've done that took some hard work and that we're proud of. Um, but at the end of the day, we shouldn't. And if nothing more, we should not hide them from ourselves. Yeah. Celebrate yourself. Celebrate all those A's you made. Celebrate that graduation, that job, whatever it is. Celebrate it. Celebrate that, I don't know, you pick some strawberries and they're like the best strawberries ever. You yeah. Know? But celebrate. Celebrate yourself and remember the good things that you've done. Because, like I said, they pull you out of that trench, and if you're not in the trench, then they give you that boost that you just might need that day to say, hey, you know, I'm amazing. And it's okay to be amazing. Ah, that's a word, Lisa. That's a word. Oh, my gosh. You're so amazing. Thank you. Um, you really are. You really are. And I'm very glad that you were the first guest because this is, like, the strongest. I had some I had some green screen issues and some getting online issues, but you just dropped the word. Like, so, yeah, RCHS, oh my gosh, this is amazing. All right, so for those of you who are still watching, um, first of all, thank you, Lisa Finkley, for being here. You. Uh, you're amazing. You're asking me. Hmm? I appreciate your asking me. Oh, like, first, top top of the top, for real, for real. <laughs> May 14th is the Chipotle um, school fundraiser. I guess that's going on right now as we speak. They want you to come to the Chipotle at 10 Northern, is it Nansmond Street, Sweet D? Nansmond, I think it is. Nansmond. In Richmond, between 5 and 9, so I guess they've got two minutes. Um, and they want to let them know that you're supporting Richmond Community High. And 33% of the proceeds from the meal will be donated um, to the school. So come out, one and all. Students, families, board members will keep doing these so we can announce those a little earlier in advance. Um, and then they're celebrating the class of 2019 on May 22nd at 8 a.m. The Alumni Association will be hosting the annual senior breakfast to celebrate this year's graduating students and welcome them into the distinguished ranks of the RCHS Alumni Association. Alumnus, if you're out and about and in the area, you're encouraged to come and find out more about this stellar group of young adults. RSVP with Allison Owens at rchsfund at gmail. Um, and then also know that the Alumni Association, I sit on that board as the communications director. Um, they're seeking new executive board members um, and have launched a communication campaign that we're sitting in to highlight all of you alum. Uh, alumni? Nine. 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 Draw nine, he said. <laughs> <laughs> so, all of you, so all of you alumni, 
Um, if you want to come on and chop it up and talk about RCHS, please um, send us a message through um, Facebook. We're watching that. Seniors who are watching, the Beasley family is offering a $1,000 gift and scholarship to a senior applicant that can be used for incidentals needed to start. So that's not, that's not even books. That's like... Yeah, that's like bed sheets and notebook paper. I'm here for all of that. Or a computer. Yeah, it says for purchasing a computer, meal plan, or necessities. So please take a minute to share information about your community service experience to apply for this award. Um, and then also know that mini masters will be the week of May 20th to 24th. So someone's going to get blown around like you were. Um, <laughs> oh, we hope not. We hope not. May 20th through the 24th. Thank you to all of you who have helped support the Friends of Richmond Community High School initiative to provide financial support so that all of the students can attend. Um, they're still collecting sponsorships, so if you're interested in helping, you can give at supportrchs.com. Pop. Pop. Mic drop. So thanks to everybody who's been watching um, this week. We'll be back every Tuesday featuring an awesome, fabulous uh, alumnus. I think that's a, uh, like Lisa. Um, I didn't have Miss Green, so I like you can't yeah. you tell? I didn't take Latin, so. <laughs> <laughs> so please keep coming back because I, I think that, um, as you can see from the 80s on, students that um, went to community have a heart about them. And and it's we're really, really special people. And I think that we deserve to be together in this way and to celebrate each other in that way, as you've said. Um, so... Thank you, Lisa, for being here and being my my first guest on on this weekly gathering. And if there's anything we can do to support you, please let us know. Will do. I look forward to seeing the next person. I had to go look on the list and see who it is, but I, I, oh, I, okay. I can't. <laughs> Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be back next week, though. Bye bye. Much love to you. Take care. All right. Okay. How do I get out of this thing? I'm okay. <laughs> Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.